Welcome to Ayurveda 101 with Mappy, easy Ayurveda for today's complex world. We're here to help you navigate the ancient science of Ayurveda, India's natural wellness system, so you can feel your healthiest, happiest, and most empowered every single day. We're hosted by Maharishi Ayurveda, America's first and oldest Ayurveda company. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, so always check with your doctor before starting a new regimen. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Shankri Wegman, PhD, and I've saved a really special guest and topic for the last episode of our digestion series. Today, we're going to be talking about gut health as it relates to emotional health. And our special guest for the day is Peyton Dale, a Nashville-based rock and roll body positive stylist with over a decade of experience in the fashion industry. Peyton got her start working in the industry in her teens, creating a fashion blog with 60s looks inspired by the wives of band members from the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. And from there, she started modeling in runway shows for local designers. Ward got around, and Peyton started doing wardrobe styling for music venues around Nashville. It was her side hustle for years, and then in 2017, the Peyton Project became her full-time career. Peyton's motivation for styling runs deep. Having battled an eating disorder and body dysmorphia, she found that developing her personal style helped her heal. Now she uses her expertise to help others learn to love what they see in the mirror. Peyton, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Peyton, I love what you say about wanting everyone to know that cool isn't a size, and I couldn't agree with you more. In Ayurveda, as you know, we honor all body shapes and sizes, all ages and stages of life. Can you tell me a little bit more about your work as a body positive stylist? Absolutely. I actually got started as a stylist because I was really trying to heal my own relationship with my own body. I am in recovery now. It's been 11 years from eating disorders and just dealing with body dysmorphia and all the very fun things that involved being a child during the late 90s and early 2000s. And part of my journey to really love my body was by starting to put things on it that made me happy because it's really hard to hate your body when it's got something really fun on. And I wanted to bring that joy to other people. So I started learning about different body types and proportions and silhouettes and all that fun stuff, as well as uh, fashion history and different brands. And I can never just halfway do something. I have to learn about all of it. So I really took all this knowledge that I had that I'd gained in my quest of healing my own self and applied it to my clients. And it's been quite the journey ever since. That's really so beautiful about putting the joy back into everything and then sharing that with everyone. And I really relate to this importance of joy. And in my work as a consultant and also a professor of Ayurveda, I think this is really the main point, especially the fact that no two bodies are alike and everyone has different needs. But joy really is one of the most basic needs. And I understand that you have a book on this topic of body positivity, and it's got a great title, Hang Up Your Hang-Ups, A Radical Guide to Healing Yourself Through Personal Style. Can you share with us a little bit about the book? Yeah, I, I wrote the book in 2017 after realizing that there were no real books on the joy of getting dressed. There were books on how to look skinny or how to have 10 things in your closet that's going to make you dress like a French woman or things of that sort. It was very educational and very stuffy. And I had so many things that I had created as far as coping mechanisms when it came to not only getting dressed, but to shopping for myself and to keeping a wardrobe that was full of things that were joyful. 
And I took all the things that I created for myself and put them down in a book form. That's beautiful. It really shows this kind of connection of healing through fashion. And this is something I'd love to talk a little bit more about, about your journey of healing through these natural modalities, such as meditation and Ayurvedic eating. How did these modalities become so important for you? Well, I got into TM in September of 2020. I'd always known about it. I'm a huge Beatles fan. I jokingly say that was the last bit of memorabilia I needed to collect was my own mantra. (laughs) But I got into it. My husband had done it for years in L.A., and we actually spent our anniversary in lockdown during 2020. And we decided to have a little date night and watch Meeting the Beatles in India. And I said, I think it's finally time for me to learn TM. And he goes, yeah, I think so, too. And uh, once again, I can't just do anything halfway. So I had to learn TM and then I had to get into Ayurveda and then I had to, you know, continue on this quest for knowledge that I have. I think the big thing about TM is that I wasn't ready for it until I was ready for it. And I feel the same way about Ayurveda. And I think the big pressure for me was I'm not perfect. And I was joking with the people that helped me start the Ayurvedic path. And I went, yeah, I'm I'm a Pitta, but I love onions and garlic and caffeine. Can you help me? And everyone met me where I was. No one said you have to cut out every single thing and you can't have these things that make you joyful, but you should know the effect they have on your body. So I like that it's a non-judgmental approach to health for my body, which is what I like to do for my clients. It's style health for their body. Yeah, that's so beautiful, just especially that you're coming into Ayurveda and meditation in such a gradual way that you can integrate it from wherever you are. And I love that you talked about that mind-body connection. And I was wondering if you could also talk about the link between mind, body, and emotions. In one of our episodes, we just talked about the importance of gut health and emotional health and that link between the two for wellness. So I'd love to touch on that with you also. You know, in Ayurveda, we definitely see there's a strong connection between a person's digestive health and their mind and their emotions. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about this also. Yeah, absolutely. I think that as someone in recovery, when you really talk to people who are in recovery, especially women who grew up in the Western world during that time period, like I mentioned, we were never taught about health. We were taught about skinny at any cost. And a lot of us damaged our metabolisms or just damaged our guts in general just because of all the diet pills or the products that we did or the diets that we were put on or not eating at all. And I think that learning what my body needs and what is fueling it so I can do the best job, and I jokingly say, like, keep my side of the street clean so everybody else can do the same, that's been really beautiful. And it's just, I feel very spiritually connected to my body in a way now where I haven't before because I'm not going, well, whatever's going to make my body the skinniest. It's whatever's going to make my body the happiest. And that has been such a radical change in my life, especially for someone for the longest time where food was my enemy. I didn't learn anything about nutrition or gut health and just learning it has been really fun. Seeing the differences in my skin and my hair and my body in general, just how I feel has been a beautiful thing. That's so great. You know, it's just really expanding the conversation about digestion to more than just what we eat or something external. It's really showing that link that we digest everything. We're metabolizing all our experiences and that in creating this happiness, you're also digesting that, metabolizing it, and it creates more of that value of happiness. In doing all of this work that you do, and you've worked with some really big names like Blackberry Smoke and John Bon Jovi, how do you stay grounded when you're working with all of these different kinds of celebs at this you know, high level of maintaining that value of emotional health and physical health, etc.? Can you give us some tips? 
My meditation practice is honestly the greatest grounding mechanism that I have. It's the greatest tool that I have in my pocket. I have to kind of realize that because of my meditation, I've learned that we're all connected. We're all the same energy. So when I look at someone, just because they happen to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does not mean that we're not the same and we're not part of the same cosmic consciousness. So it has been just knowing that and having that tool in my back pocket and also grounding myself before I go and put my energy into other people that's been the biggest thing for me. And I, I think that the people around me notice a difference and I'm not as high strung as I used to be because my job is really cool and the music industry in general can be very, a lot of pressure can be put on you, but it's just clothes. I'm not saving the world. <laughs> my meditation reminds me of that. It keeps me grounded. I love that. And there's something that you, just in sharing this with us, I know you pull 17-hour days, and sometimes people feel that they're just too busy to find these little pockets of space and time for themselves. And I love that you said that meditation practice is the most important for you. Can you just share some tips for those who are kind of feeling that I'd love to try that? There's just so much going on. How do you create time and space for that in your day? I have mine scheduled into my phone. <laughs> it's a very type A way of looking at it, but I have the TM app and I have it scheduled for 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. And it's just paying my bills online or reminding myself to take the trash out on trash day. It's part of my routine at this point. And usually what I do when I have a lot of people that I talk to about, I'll do a challenge with them. I, I've done several 31-day meditation challenges where I check in with people every single day. And just having that community, that sense of community, lets everyone show up energized and grounded the best way possible. Let's create a community around it. So that's been something that I've done for fun, too, because it's nice to check in with someone and go, oh, well, did you lose your temper in traffic? No, because you, you meditated. <laughs> It's great to be able to create community and not feel so alone when you're trying something new for the first time. Do you also have any advice around wellness routines? Because sometimes that can also feel a little bit overwhelming. You might not know where to start, you know, in the wellness routine. And when you've learned about Ayurveda and just that feeling of not feeling judgmental, you know, just wherever you are is where you start. Can you share with us a little bit for someone who might be a little bit overwhelmed with how to start a wellness routine, what some tips could be? It's the same advice I give someone when they say they want to stop eating meat. I haven't had meat since I was nine and I'm 31 now. I tell people don't go cold turkey, no pun intended, but get rid of things one at a time because I live in the South and everyone lives on fried chicken here. So it's difficult to get rid of everything all at once. Go gradually into it. So for me, it was changing my, like my hair products and then it was changing my face products and then it was changing my supplements. I was already taking supplements, but it was doing things slowly. I tend to jump head first and then I get burnt out very quickly. So by making these small changes, you know, maybe find out your dosha. And then when your normal shampoo and conditioner run out, maybe try something for your dosha or maybe switch out your tea for what you get at Starbucks for. I'm really loving the sniffle tea, especially right now in the winter. Just make these small swaps. And that's what I give my clients advice when it comes to style. You don't have to do a whole tear down rebuild of your closet. Let's take out a couple things and replace a couple things and see how you feel. What I like about the way of going into Ayurveda the way that I've gone into it is it's gradual and I can notice the changes a little quicker than if I would have lumped it all in at once. 
That's really one of the most important things, and that's you know what Ayurveda really says is to go into something very gradually, very easily, and just to try a few things, just as you've said, and then see how you feel because everything impacts everything else. So just doing a few little things is really helping everything in the big picture. And I love what you just mentioned about the joy that you've started to feel, especially with fashion. And I was wondering if you could share with us some tips on how to dress to feel your best, how to dress to feel that joy. Any tips you'd like to share? I think that a lot of people are skeptical to get into fashion because they think that it's frivolous. And a lot of that has been conditioning from society, whether it's fashion is for vapid people or fashion is stupid, it's just something that girls like. Fashion is the only form of art we're legally obligated to buy. And I always joke, you might as well make it work for you. So I like to take inspiration from other things. So I take inspiration from musicians that I like or movies. And I just go, okay, I kept thinking about this one coat from this one movie. Let me track it down. And then I have a whole episode of my TV show, The Peyton Project, on stylish swaps, where I talk about making those small tweaks to get yourself out of your sweatpants and get yourself out of your rut that we're in, because we're all in a rut. I think COVID put a lot of people into ruts, whether it's what they put in their body, what they put on their body, how they live their life. And if you can just make those small changes and see how you feel and then go head first. So maybe it's finding one thing that you can't stop thinking about. I also really like healing inner child work through clothing. So if there's something that you wanted as a child but you couldn't afford or your parents wouldn't let you wear, I love giving people permission to buy those Doc Martens or to wear that crazy thing they wanted to wear. I think those are really fun places to start. Well, this has been so great, Peyton, because, you know, really what you're bringing out is also just the chance for everyone just to pause and connect with how they're feeling. Oftentimes, we're just kind of running around, and everything that you've shared is really allowing us just to take a moment to connect back to ourselves. How do we feel? And then what's one little thing that we can do to live that joy? It's been so great chatting with you, Peyton. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we close today? Go clean out your closet. You'll feel better. (laughs) That's wonderful. I love it. Well, Peyton, thank you so much for sharing all of this beautiful knowledge with us. And thank you listeners for joining us today. We hope you join us next time where we will be sharing more Ayurvedic knowledge and tips for health and wellness. My name is Shankri. Until next time. This episode of Ayurveda 101 was produced by Mappy in partnership with Headquist Productions. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.